All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing and spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 877-37-GRIND is your number. Good segment, though. Haven't had one of those in a while. Good segment. What do we got? Before we go to the schedules, the Dallas schedule, what kind of reaction? We got anybody for Twitter, Jonas? Yeah, um... Responding to our conversation in regards, I know I saw Michael's part. Who we got out there? Let me see here. I'm pull it up. I'm waiting on it to reload here. Uh, let's see here. So we've got uh, Jazz checking in. Um, checked in on a couple of things here, especially regarding the basketball side and the Spurs. She said, if I could fantasize about which coaches. First off, she doesn't want Monty. Hmm. Um, if I could fantasize about which coaches I'd want for the Spurs, I'll try Nick Nurse. I'll definitely take Becky back. I'd consider Yudoka if he can stay away from, from women. Uh, he's over in Houston now, so he's already uh, hired. Um, and definitely Manu or Manu and Timmy together, Gen X coaches. Um, we got Esparza uh, checking in, uh, saying I'm living in the moment. Uh, Jonas is living in the moment. Uh, Chris Paul can't stay healthy, and that's proven time and time again. Kevin Durant can't carry a team to the Western Conference Finals when he literally just got off the plane from Brooklyn. And um, we got Matthew Rayner checking in on Facebook. Uh, Booker is not is an all-star, not generational. Um, well, I, I was I – was, as you were speaking, I was paging down here on mine, and I think the, one of the things – Michael Sparza also had another good question, and the question was – because I saw – I didn't see your response, but I responded to it – and saying the question – the real question could be, could Pop beat the Denver Nuggets with the same bench and with Kevin Durant and Book in last night? And I told him, absolutely not. Not this year's Denver Nuggets, and they would have still got beat by 20. You know why? Because you can't coach fatigue – and during the game, and you can't coach, you you can't make adjustments to get a deeper bench during the course of a game. The bottom line is is that that last night it was from the get go. You could tell Devin Booker and KD, especially that had nothing left in their legs. And people that think that that has nothing to do with it and that's just making excuse for money. No, it's facts because that's the reason why there's records of such how they always talk about like, well, to be careful because of back to backs. They're under 500 because they're back to back games and there's travel that makes a difference. And especially these games have been coming overnight. So even the great Coke Popovich, the all winningest coach, no, he wouldn't have won that game against this Nuggets team with the same lineup and the same circumstances in the situation. Phil Jackson, Red Arbach, Coach Pop, Pat Riley, Chuck, the late Chuck Daly. Nobody can coach fatigue or make adjustments for fatigue in the course of a game or a series or basically make your bench deeper in the course of that. And that's what the venom, not just from Jonas, but that's what the people that agree with Jonas wants Monty to do. The people that the owners listen to. Right. That, that's what they want Monty to do. And that's why I say to any sports, it's not just John. In any sport right now, the first solution, the first lazy sliding, the first base solution is to fire the coach. And sometimes that's what needs to be done. But sometimes it's who's cooking the groceries and sometimes it's other factors than that. But we can move on. The schedule was released yesterday uh, for all teams. Jonas had let us know kind of what some of the leakage was. Uh, But the Dallas Cowboys, speaking of them, 
their schedule was released. And I haven't got a chance to look at any of it besides who Jonas told me who they were opening with, which we kind of went into that yesterday. But I wanted to go straight off the top to see what kind of record just hypothetically. Because we ain't had injuries. We haven't had camp. There could still somebody be cut. Zeke could be coming back on some nickel and dime stuff. We don't know. But I thought instead of just naming out the schedules like everybody else does, it would be good to kind of take a gander just off the cuff just to see really realistically what kind of favors did the NFL or what kind of the disservices did the NFL scheduling do your Dallas Cowboys? So let's start with them and let me keep track and we'll do win and losses and, and we'll see how this goes. So the Giants, correct? We can start with the first one. Uh, yeah, week one, uh, Cowboys at Giants. It's going to be Sunday night football. Cowboys at Giants. At Giants. So they're on the road, huh? In New York? In New York. That's a win. All right, week two, Cowboys uh, hosting the New York Jets uh, Sunday afternoon. Cowboys hosting the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers and crew. Now, one of the things I will say is that Dallas's pass rush should be very dominant this season. Okay? One of the things I believe that People are getting lost into this who is this Aaron Rodgers, the Jets, and the receivers, and sauce on defense is good defense. One of the things that we're not talking about now, this is an offensive system that he's going to know because of Hackett. But what we're not talking about, the Jets got some offensive line issues. Okay. They got some offensive line issues. And so, therefore, this could be, even though he knows the system, this could take some time because, again, the Jets, if you want to talk about one of their weakest points, it's the offensive line. So, with that said, oh, Aaron running in, and you got to think, that because the Jets open up with Buffalo week one, right? Uh, yeah. So, let's say Buffalo's coming in, Jets are coming in at 0-1, and, and this is in Jerry's world? Yeah, it's a home game. I'm going to say that's another win for Dallas. Even though Aaron kind of owns Dallas, but this is a different type of uniform and a different type of situation. But I would say so. We've got I've got Dallas two and zero. All right, week three, uh, Cowboys at Cardinals on a Sunday afternoon. Oh, that's a win. No right. need to break that down. So starting three and zero, week four, Cowboys hosting the New England Patriots to open October. That's a loss. Who's quarterback in the Patriots? Good question. We never did get into that. We don't really have time today, but we'll eventually. It's it's brewing. This whole Mac Jones situation and Bill, you know, if you talk about it, and I'll just say this as we go on, because this is what I've been trying to get this take out all week, but I think what's alarming, what's crazy to me is that if you remember when Cam Newton showed up to the Patriots, that year he showed up, what did Bill do? Bill stuck, oh, Cam's a quarterback. Cam's all right. Cam's been working hard. He's the hardest he's working in here. I mean, more praise than he ever gave Tom Brady, who brought him six championships verbally. Oh, Cam's our guy. Cam's gone. This whole offseason, Bill Belichick hasn't even called Mac Jones by his first name. See, those are things I pay attention. Those are things that I – that's the reason why I can read between – because I pay attention to everything. So, to me, that is a concern to me, knowing that this is probably – going to be a season where they find out do we need to go back in the draft for another quarterback and this is probably the season that there's going to be a quarterback competition between Mac Jones and Zappi. So but off of coaching because as we know coaching matters. If it doesn't matter everybody wants you fired. I'm going to say they get a loss against New England. Interesting. 
Uh, week five, Cowboys at Niners, Sunday night football. To me, this really comes down to the health of if Brock Purdy. I mean, you're talking about this would be about week five, you said? Yeah, week five. It depends on if Brock is going to be ready to go. I mean, because I feel with Trey, a guy that still doesn't even have 20 snaps, it could still be a learning curve if you put him down there. But coaching alone and you're going back to San Fran, the only question with the 49ers is this defense take a step back since D'Amico Ryans has left. But coaching sometimes matters, and I'm going to say that's two L's back-to-back. But revenge is a hell of a thing. They could be looking for Shawshank Redemption, but I'm going to sit there and say uh, they're just not there yet. I'm going to say that's an L. All right, the last game going into the bye week, Cowboys at Chargers on Monday Night Football. That's a win. And what so technically that puts because this is something I always look at with all teams is where you get that buy at because that's very crucial. Like the perfect place you get the buy if you can get it smack dab within the middle of the season, one or two aways from the middle of the season. So that right there puts their buy. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Six. So their buys in week seven. Correct. Not and at this bad. point, you're saying they're four and two going into the bye week. Yeah, keep it rolling. All right, week eight, uh, hosting the Los Angeles Rams at noon. Oh, that's a win. The Rams might be taken for Caleb, believe it or not. There's a lot of GMs that think that this is a kid that in the NFL, that, that's NBA talk. But I'm reading there's a lot of GMs that feel like there's some teams that are really considering tanking from Caleb Williams. And the sleeper probably would be those Rams. And you might think, how do they do that with Stafford? Well, Stranger things have happened, but I'm going to sit there and say that's a win for Dallas. Okay. Um, week nine, for, uh, second divisional game of the season, uh, Cowboys at Eagles on a Sunday afternoon. That's an L. That's a loss. All right. Week 10, uh, now you're going to host the Giants. Coming back home, hosting the Giants. That's a win. They're going to sweep the Giants this year. I mean, I, I, you know, look. Other than Daniel Jones getting a contract extension, um, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you on these airways like I've broken down all the Giants draft moves, but I still think when you look at that division, there's still a lack of talent. There's levels, and I don't think talent-wise yet, even though I love what Dable did, I don't think they're on the talent level offensively as well too maybe even dis- defensively as Philly and Dallas so yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't I mean when's the last time the Giants have beat Dallas to be honest with you did they beat them last year or did they sweep them I'd have to check okay so I hope you're keeping record because I'm not keeping where I'm at win or losses so I hope you're keeping no, I've got it here. okay perfect uh week 11 Cowboys at Panthers Cowboys at Panthers. Panthers are a surprise team for me. I don't think they're going to be a surprise, but they're definitely a team I think is going to be wrecking. I think you know how I feel about Bryce Young. I think he's the one quarterback out of this whole crew that 100% is ready, the way that team is structured to start week one. But against a defense, I really I'm, – I'm, I could be wrong, and I hope I don't jinx it. Maybe I really do. But I think Dallas' pass rush is going to be a little bit better. And I think when you look at a rookie quarterback, as much as I love Bryce Young, I think he's going to have to go through some growing pains. They all do. Peyton Manning did his first year. Against a defense and Dan Quinn, a veteran, I'm going to say that's a win for Dallas. 
All right. A video, if you haven't seen it yet today, of Bryce Young at practice. Looks pretty small behind that offensive line. Just putting that out there. Hmm. Uh, week 12, uh, Cowboys hosting the Commanders. Of course, this is Thanksgiving, Thursday. And they've got that 330 spot. Oh, against the Commanders? Mm-hmm. That's a win. So now we're riding a three-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Um, week 13, uh, this is going to be a three-game homestand here. So you got Commanders, uh, Thanksgiving, and then you've got uh, Week 13, Seattle, coming into Dallas on a Thursday. Mm. Mm. That's an L. Geno continues to earn that money. I think Seattle's going to have probably one of the most nasty secondaries in the league. I mean, it's going to take some growing pains for the kid out of Illinois. They they went. I mean, I think he's ready, but you see what UTSA's own Tyreek Woolen did. In, two, in 2024, This I think they have a potential being better than the Legion of Boom. And that's one thing I've never taken away from Seattle. They've had some bad drafts up until the last. These is by far their best two drafts the last two seasons. But they've had some horrible drafts up until then. But the one thing they can do is draft a secondary. That's a loss for the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Uh, So coming off that loss, they have a little bit of extra time uh, to prepare for the Eagles in Dallas. Okay, where are we at in the season? What week are we in right now? This is going to be week 14 on Sunday Night Football. Okay, now this is one point I want to make, and that's why I want to do it this way. The one thing that pops out to me is, for one, that that buy is kind of early. Not too early, but it's kind of early. It's too early. Yeah. Okay, well, see, there you go. Okay. I see. That's not one of Jonas's grassy theory, you know, so I can agree with that. So the bottom line is that is that. But you know what it is, though? But look at this. We're in the home stretch and they're getting three straight home games that can play some. That's that's a little nice give and take there. But um, the last one you just gave me was Uh, Eagles in Dallas week 14 Sunday night football. And that's at Dallas on this one at Dallas. That's a win. I think they split. I think they split with Philly. I think Philly gets them in Philly, and I think Dallas should be able to handle them um, coming back. And now you're getting the playoff implications and probably division implications as well, too, this time of the season. But keep going. And here's where it really gets difficult. Okay. You know, you're coming into that homestand. Uh, you're coming out. you got to win on the Commanders on Thanksgiving. Right. You've got Seattle on that following Thursday. Philadelphia at home. Three of your last four games, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, are on the road. And it starts off in Buffalo. Ooh. Week 15. So we're now like in December, right? Uh, this is December 17th. Oh, yeah, man. There ain't no retractable roof right now in Buffalo that they build. They're just breaking grounds on it. Weather, Buffalo's saying that's a loss. That's a loss. Because I think at that time, Buffalo probably won't have the luxury that they've had in the last few years about having pretty much a big lead on the division at this time. So they're going to have to play. They're going to have to play, and I would say that's a loss. Elements and everything involved, that's a loss to the Dallas Cowboys. All right. Well, you can't get much more opposite than that. Uh, Going down week 16 at Miami Dolphins. It's hot down there about that time. You're going from cold to hot. Miami, this is a tough stretch coming up for them. This is standing out right now looking at the schedule like that. That's tough stretch against some AFC East opponents. So what, the NFC East plays the AFC East this year? This is what it sounds like to me. Uh, the top uh, teams. Uh, okay. cause I don't, oh, yeah, because you had the Patriots right. up there, the Jets earlier. Yeah, so okay. AFC East. Um, that's a loss. All right. 
If Tua stays healthy, I'm high on Miami this year, most likely, if they stay healthy. I think they're approved eventually. You're bringing Vic Vangio in. Yeah, I think that's a loss. Okay. Um, Detroit Lions, it's going to be home against the Lions in Dallas. Saturday night football mm. uh, on December 30th, week 17. Um. You want the break to think about that one? Yeah, and run that one back to me again. But this stretch with the AFC East, that's a tough one. And, and to the end of the season, this is a brutal stretch uh, coming down. But that's why I wanted to go through this. We got some other NFL things that I want to touch on as well, too. I want to really what's crazy. Let's look at the three teams who were snubbed for primetime games this season as well, too. Or four teams, as Jonas reminded me. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky on. Online studios, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark produced and spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show, this is the last segment, right? All right, so today's show, like Bobby, I made this money you didn't, right, Ted? Had, he had to ask Ted if he made the money. Um, all right, so. This last segment is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, the key to any perfect cocktail. That is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. Or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports grind. You know, I took off AP. I was going to show you. I didn't know I was wearing a tailor-made hat. And I don't even play golf. Mm-hmm. But you know what that was? A tailor-made hat of? The, you check the colors on it. it. Had a nice, 
Denver Bronco logo on there. You just can't find that anywhere. You got to be connected. Deep, deep. I said, you know what? I'll bring this one out for the schedule release. For the new era. You feeling all right about your schedule? To be honest with you, Jonas, great question. But let's wrap up the Dallas before we lose it on that. Because, I, I mean, I've, I've looked at it. I haven't even finished the, the, the release video Peyton did, which he said he was going to stop doing these things. Um, but I haven't seen that. I've stopped halfway through because I got sidetracked. But uh, there's a couple things that stood out to me about the schedule. But, all right, where are we at with the Cowboys? Where were we leaving? Uh, Cowboys hosting the Lions December 30th. I mean, it's gonna look be at week that. Week 17. That's this one's hard because again the Lions. I mean, think about it. the Lions are opening up the kickoff the season. That, that that just lets you know where that franchise, how far it's come. You know they haven't won anything yet. They haven't won the division, but you can smell it that they're coming. And they see why do they always have to play Dallas in Dallas? It seems like every time they play them, it has to be in Dallas. Um, man. You know what? Didn't Campbell play for the Cowboys at one time, Dan Campbell? If I'm not mistaken. I'll take your word on it. I think he did. I think he did. Could be wrong. I think he was a tight end, wasn't he? Anyway. I'm pretty sure he was defensive side of the ball. Oh, defense? I thought he was a tight end. Anyway. Cowboys, you know what? See, well, you know what? This is what I'm going to say. What week is this, Jonas, again? This is week 17. I'm going to say Dallas wins because Dallas is going to need this game more for playoff implications. The Detroit Lions will already have the NFC North locked up by now. So I'm going to say Dallas wins this game because they'll be playing against backups. Right on. Uh, really quick, I did want to correct. Uh, you're right. He was a tight end. I thought he I was. For the Cowboys? Or he, was he, a tight he, end. he a cup of coffee for the Cowboys, right? Or maybe I'm thinking of somebody. Uh, yeah, a cup of coffee okay. in 03 to 05. All right. Um, Seems like a defensive guy, though. Well, he acts like a defensive guy, does, but but I, I think uh, but I think um, Dallas wins this game by default because they're playing against backups. Dallas is going to be still playing for a wild card uh, time at this time of the season. Well, hell, though, how many wins I give them to them? You wonder why they ain't won a division yet? But go ahead. All right, In so final week. Last week, we don't know what time or what day. This is the flexible schedule. Uh, week eighteen. Cowboys at Commanders. Oh, this could be, I mean, first of all, Ron Rivera, since since the, the since the heated discussion and theme of the day has been coaches on hot seats and firing and double standards, Ron Rivera's coaching for his job. First of all, I've said this a hundred times. Let me make clear. The only reason why Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, and this whole staff have a job is because Snyder was selling this team. But when you're talking about a last division week 18 matchup, playoff implications are probably going to be on the line for at least one of these teams, if not both. And when I say play, I ain't taking division because I can tell you right now, Philly's going to break the streak. They're going to be the first team. And I'm only saying this because of their quarterback. He's, he's a guy that's been around success. He knows about how to stay focused. We haven't accomplished anything yet. So I think for the first time since Andy Reid left the NFC East, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win this division for the first time back-to-back since anybody's done it since they last did it with Andy Reid. So with that said, the Eagles are done. They've wrapped up the division. I think this game possibly is going to be a wild-card game for one of these teams, possibly two and this is in Dallas to end it or Washington commanders out commanders 
I got to go with Dallas, man. I mean, can we, I can't. I mean, first of all, I don't even know what Howell or whoever's going to look like with the commanders. And I really don't know, again, the defense. I'm just not high on this coaching staff. So I'm going to give Dallas that. So what do I have Dallas going on the whole season? All right. A couple of notes here before we get to the overall total. You have them starting off with a three-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, at the break, by their week seven bye, you have the Cowboys sitting four and two. Uh, we do have in that prime time stretch or that home stretch going three and two over the Commanders, Seahawks, and capping it off with a win against the Eagles, and winning, uh, of course, winning uh, winning the last two games of the season. So if you put it all together, Cowboys finish the year according to you, eleven and six. Because of the schedule, I think that's about right, and that's enough to get them into the playoffs as a as a wild card. Um, yeah, I mean, I have Dallas. I mean, if, if Dallas isn't a playoff team, something awful has happened. Either Dak's gotten hurt again, or Mike McCarthy just just blows one of the two. But I think at worst-case scenario, this team should be a wild-card team once again. Uh, but that, you know, actually hearing that in real time, that AFC East stretch in the, at the back end of the season really concerns me for mm-hmm. Dallas. Because you want to try to build some momentum going into the playoffs, and that might be one of those wretched, uh, tough patches. But, no, after they start 3-0, and Dallas fans will be booking uh, Super Bowl tickets uh, to Vegas. And then everybody say not so fast. But that's what I have. That sounds about right. 11 and 6. I mean, you got to think, man. They've got the defending NFC conference, not the NFC East division champs, but the conference champs, the NFC conference champs of their division. It's going to be tough sledding. A couple, before I get my thoughts on Denver schedule, a couple other things. We've got four teams that were shut out for primetime games. One of them should not be in this category. It's an embarrassment. And I'm going to let you give us the four teams, and I'm going to see if anybody can guess to see which team I think does not belong. Remember, I always talk about those pictures that you had when you were a little kid and, you know, first grade. Circle what doesn't belong here, and it's just a shoe, um, you know, in, in, in a candy store or something. What are the four teams that, are no, that, that got zero, blank, Krispy Kreme, no primetime games? Uh, let's go alphabetical order here. Uh, Cardinals, Colts, Falcons, and Texans. That means that two of the top three quarterbacks taken this year will not play in prime time unless they get flexed into it. Ah, good one. Does anybody want to take a guess of what team I think has no business being in here and not getting any primetime games? To show you the the steady decline that's going on with this organization. The Colts. That, I can't think the – I don't – first of all, since the Peyton Manning era, because remember, they went from Peyton to the Andrew Luck. I think this – I would have to I, – I can't remember the last time that they haven't got one primetime game. And, you know, to be honest with you, you know what I think this is a result of? Because I do believe that they should have, they they deserve, even though they played one of the worst primetime games we've seen forever last year in Colorado. 
I do believe they deserved at least one, basically on the draft or what was going on. But you know what I think this is? You can, if you're a Colts fan, you can blame Ursay. I think this is a punishment for, oh, you want to make a mockery and hire Jeff Saturday out of the booth? You think this is a joke? Now, you could sit there and say, Calvin, that's scheduling. What they got to do? Hey, there's calls that's made. If Popovich can make a call to Milwaukee and tell the owner to fire Coach Bud, I can sit there and basically say that I believe this is punishment against the Ursa and the Colts. Arizona, I get it. They're rebuilding. And Kyler Murray, like, come on. Who else the other one we said? Uh, it's going to be Houston, Atlanta, Indianapolis, I, and um, the and, and Arizona. I, I think they dropped the ball also on the Texans. I think with C.J. Stroud, I mean, come on, Houston's a, a, a top market in this country. Um, now, granted, the Texans have been down. They've felt the worry, but I think that this is – they dropped the ball. They probably should have at least got one primetime game. But you bring up a good point, Jonas. There is the flex on both both uh, networks now. I mean, well, I should say both Monday night and Thursday night football now has added flex, so we'll see. Um, what else you got? Well, the other part of primetime games is, is, is unless you're – I don't know, Patrick Mahomes, and you can carry a primetime viewership in, in and of yourself. The other part of it is, is your opponent, right? It, is the matchup a good matchup in general to warrant? Is there a storyline? Is there something to put you in primetime? When you look at the Texans' schedule, uh, they open up against the Ravens. Then, of course, you have division games, uh, Colts, Jaguars, uh, you are uh, you got the Steelers this year, Falcons, Texans and Saints, Texans and Panthers, Texans and Buccaneers, Texans and Bengals, Cardinals, Jags uh, again, uh, Broncos, Jets, Titans, Browns, Titans, Colts. That's your schedule. None none of that's sexy. None of that's worthy of a primetime matchup. You're either getting the roof blown off of you, or you're just you're facing another bottom of the league team. I hear you to a certain extent, but at the end of the day, you got the number two overall quarterback in the draft. Um, also, I'm saying at least one. I, I just feel that, and, and not only that, I mean, come on. I mean, other than, I mean, Sean Payton was the biggest free agent of coaches, which he wasn't a free agent, but he was the biggest one that people were trying to get. But who was second? D'Amico Ryans. And... And, hell, you could even say D'Amico Ryans was first because you didn't have to give him no compensation to get D'Amico, even though he hasn't accomplished what Sean has. So I think with the excitement of D'Amico Ryans coming to the 49ers, I think they dropped the ball to, to one. I think the Colts, honestly, like I said, and that is a situation where, and that's why I said, I think sometimes the NFL, they get too pushed into storylines. But come on, man. You, this quarterback draft that we just came out of, you know, all this upside boom or bust with Anthony Richardson, um, Stroud, you would have to go. I would like – I'll tell you this right now. What, both of those teams – one of those teams are going to get flexed into a primetime game. Should if, – if Richardson becomes starter, you would flex a Colts-Texans game if you've got both rookies playing. If they've both taken the helm by – Week, uh, what, what's the next time they face? I think week 18. They might be a week 18 flex. Only if, only if they're both above 500 and still in the hunt. I think, just, I think you know, like you're going to get Stroud versus Young. Carolina, I think you get that like in week four, if I'm not mistaken, I saw. 
I think somewhere between week four and six, you're going to get the one and number two overall pick to go at it. That's sexy. Uh, but week if, eight. Oh, week eight. And okay, I'm sorry. Texans coming off the bye. It's going to be in Carolina. Right. But if you're talking about late in the year and you're talking about two teams that are out of contentions or one of them, I don't know, just you get Anthony versus Stroud, that's going to get flexed in the prime. There'll be too many playoff games with implications, meaty matchups that will go. Speaking of this, um, Al Michaels. This guy, I mean, and trust me, I like Al Michaels. He's one of the goats. But his entitlement on this schedule, I mean, he said, ah, the league did right by us this year. They did us a favor. I like Al, but I can't believe. And you know what this is? And I think this is a little saltiness of the Troy and Aikman and Buck situation. I really do. I think this is saltiness over money a little bit, even though Al's getting 14. But I think it, it was well known that the NFL went over and beyond last year for Joe Buck and Troy Aikman leaving Fox to go to. They hooked them up and they hooked them up again this year. I haven't really dived into the Monday night schedule like I did last year yet. But from what I'm hearing and glancing, they, they hooked them up. Now, in regards to you asking about that team in Colorado, the thing that stand out to me, a lot of people feel that the league kind of gave Denver and Sean a little bit of break. Um, you know, you know, a lot of opponents early on that maybe they don't have dominant defenses and things besides maybe that early one with the Jets. So you get a new system with Sean. They open up for the first time since they were defending Super Bowl champions in 2017 at home. That stood out to me. I don't like the fact that three straight road games at the end of the year, but their bye week came at a perfect time. So overall, this is probably one of the lighter schedules that they've had in years. You know, but uh, we'll see. And but the thing that surprises me and I and I'm going to stay consistent. So there's no double standards from Calvin what I'm being accused of. I think them getting five. I think they got five primetime games or no, they got four. I think. Look, man. You know, I'm, I I enjoy watching Denver, especially, you know, local feed, but. After what they displayed last year, I think if anything, coming out the gate at the most, they probably should have got two primetime games at the most, not four. But when you're a franchise like that and you hire a Hall of Fame coach, and really I think a lot of that is like, are we going to watch a train wreck from Russ again on primetime? See, it's like it's like the OJ, the Bronco chase, man. It, it's just one of those things everybody want to go around. The, you can look at it that way. And then it felt like, yeah, man, they gave us a dud, but hell, look how much we trended because of Russ. Put them on primetime in case this thing blows up anyway. I think you still have to earn it, but they got four. And also that, no, not you might have got four, but you can all, just like you can flex in, you can flex your ass right out too. So we've got to think about that and that component of that all. But the three straight row games late in the season, that's tough sledding. It used to be a policy in the NFL. You couldn't play three straight row games. It used to be that because of travel. I guess they've thrown that out the window. That was like that for a long time. I think that just changed not too long ago, to be honest with you. But it used to be a rule. They would not let a team. That's a lot. I don't care if it's, you know, thousand mile travel, three straight row games. They used to never do that. They used to never do that. But a lot of things have changed in that sport. Jacksonville Jaguars, there's rumors and reports that they might be playing away from their home stadium for two years because of renovations um, at their stadium. 
They had, they're looking at a place locally around for what I'm hearing, but I'm like, why are y'all stalling, man? If, if that's the case, just move to London. They're already playing back-to-back games in London this year anyway, so they're going to pay away from their state for two years. The last time I heard anything close to this, and I can't even remember if it lasted two years. I thought it was just a season, and that was the Chicago Bears when the Bears went, when they renovated Soldier Field. That was a while back. I think they played their games at the, what is that, Illinois, the, the college down there in that way. I think that lasted for a season. I don't think that was for two years. That's the last time I've heard of something like this, though, at the NFL level. So... But um, Kansas City, I mean, you know, I, I got a chance to look at their schedule a little bit. I still kind of just ticked off that they put the Tyreek matchup in, in, in Germany. That just really makes no sense whatsoever. Um, AFC Championship, we know when we get to go ahead and get that rematch. Um, there's a lot, I mean, and you told me yesterday you heard Kansas City. What did their schedule? First of all, have you heard who's the, who are they saying that has the hardest schedule? And where did you tell me Kansas City's schedule ranks at? Well, we're in the final, coming up on the final minute of yeah. the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kansas City's schedule ranks there in the middle of the of the strength of schedule. Um, I don't have on hand to answer your other question, but right. they are six prime time games this year. So they're going to be in. They're mm. getting the best of everybody. We start with them uh, to open the year. You know, you got Christmas and everything else like that. That's that rush hour two baby boy or BT rotation. Six prime times, Patrick Mahomes effect, and the defending champs. I mean, what can you say? Yeah, they joined the uh, with Dallas. Uh, Chargers are up in there. Real quick, game seven in Golden State, or does it end tonight, Mister Clark? Uh, it ends tonight. Okay, that, that is a wrap for uh, the, today's week, the week, today's show. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Mr. Clark. San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off Monday morning before you hit the stews button before you rot the rack, just ask yourself. You grinding? Peace. See you on Monday. When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and Seafood Lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you. Cheers to savings. 
Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.